Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our teaching session on Romans. We have been teaching uh, these sessions now for a few weeks. They're all located uh, on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. This is our 11th session, and we're just now moving into verse 9 of Romans chapter 1. So we're not in any hurry. It doesn't matter if we went as slow as possible. Uh, You're never going to expound the Word of God in its fullest uh, revelation on this side of glory. But what we do have is the light uh, in which the Scriptures were written, and His name is Jesus. He said, uh, as you search the Scriptures, you think you have life in them, but they are they which testify of me. And He told the religious leaders of His day, you won't come to me. So uh, we need to make sure that we are always seeing the scriptures through Jesus. And I like to say these things before I preach sometimes and especially teach so that we can stay on track and not uh, let our flesh or the, the, the new fads and the false teachings and the winds of false doctrine that are blowing it from every direction in our world today, and they always have in all reality, blow us away from the focus of Scripture and what makes the Scriptures our, the light for our path, the bread that we need daily, the strength and all that we need from the Lord. If we, We've got to hold dear to that narrow path. Jesus is the light. He is the bread from heaven. He is everything we need, and we must see the Scriptures through Him. And when I say through Him, I mean through what He did for us at Calvary. And it's very important that we understand that. And I don't have a problem restating a lot of things that I say uh, because we need to hear them for new followers, the benefit of new followers, the benefit of just repetition being our best teacher, that we continue continually be reminded uh, that the present truth has always been the truth. Uh, The promise given by God in the Garden of Eden is still the message of God, always has been. Uh, The message of Christ, His coming Son, the Lamb of God and Him slain at Calvary. That's before the foundation of the world. Uh, the, The chief cornerstone being Christ and what He would do at Calvary was laid and then God began to deal with all peoples. And if we remember in our Bible studies, in the churches that we are sitting under pastors and teachers, if we will remember that God's Word is only in a righteous context, Proverbs 8 and 8, all the words of my mouth are in righteousness. That, and there is no righteousness outside of Christ and the avenue by which he imputes that to us, his death on the cross. And that's not just for the status of being declared as righteous before God in Christ, but it's also for our daily provision. The Lord says he leads in the path of righteousness. And, the, and our fruits must be the fruits of righteousness, which is really the representation of Jesus Christ, which cannot happen outside of my faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary. And some people try to separate that. Well, my faith is in the cross. Yeah, but my faith is in the person of Christ. Well, the person of Christ is what he did at Calvary. And what he did at Calvary is the person of Christ. You you cannot separate the two. No one's faith is in Christ if it's not in the sacrifice. No one's faith is in the written word of God if it's not in the sacrifice. It cannot be. 
The written word of God cannot do anything for us unless our faith is in the living word and what he provided at Calvary. Even under the old covenant, when uh, the law would be read, they would sprinkle blood on the law, the people, and the, the because the blood is the key to all things. Most people don't know this, but and I speak of Christians when I say this, that the death of Jesus was the climax of his life, of his ministry. It's what he came to do. The other things he did along the way, just revealing the Father uh, and, and the Father's heart for his people. But the death of Jesus is the climax of his life and ministry. Think about that. So every day that your faith remains in the cross of Christ, the climax of his life and ministry, the Holy Spirit ministers the very life of Christ through you, only through that, nothing else. No one can take the word of God and show me where what I just said is wrong. But what we can show you are many scriptures that reveal that that all God's words are in righteousness. Righteousness does not exist for initial imputation, a de declaration by God concerning us that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and that our fruits of righteousness, is, we allow the Lord to lead us in the paths of righteousness. Without Jesus... There is no righteousness. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.30 that he was made unto us righteousness. The righteousness does not exist without Jesus and the avenue by which that righteousness came initially and daily. Amen. The life we now live in the flesh, Paul said in Galatians 2.20, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave on the cross, gave himself for us. So if that's not the faith we're living by, then the word of God is not going to produce the proper faith in our hearts. It must be the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. And if that's where our faith remains, then the Holy Spirit can direct our eyes to the written word of God and bring the revelation of Christ out of the scriptures. For Jesus said, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have life. But they are they which testify of me. Amen. So we have to say, th say things like that because we're in the biggest problem in the church th than we've ever been in in all the history of the church. It's always been there. It's always existed. Uh, immediately when God gave Paul, began to give the apostle Paul the revelation of the cross, uh, the Judaizers erupted even before that, actually erupted and just could not stand that someone was saying that righteousness does not come by the law. Jews still think that a righteous standing before God comes by works. But Christians, Christians, born again, blood-bought children of God, believe that Christ was made unto us righteousness through his death, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, that he that knew no sin became our sin offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See, the righteousness of God is only in Christ Jesus. Therefore, we had to be placed in Him by faith in what He did at Calvary to even be uh, to obtain the righteousness of God because it's only located in Christ. 
And only by His Spirit dwelling in us do we have access to, to be led by the Spirit as long as we keep our faith in what Jesus did for us at Calvary, that making us live by the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us. And again, that's Galatians 2.20 for those of you who are new to the broadcast. It's not, you can't just open a Bible and say, well, I'm going to quote this and I'm going to believe that. No, that don't happen. And I need to say these things over and over again even before we dig into the Scriptures because for years, even as a pastor, I thought I could just open a Bible and make it say what I wanted it to say. But Jesus said, the Scriptures are about Him. So it's only through eyes that we were given at the born-again experience that we can see the Word in its context of righteousness. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. That's why God says in Romans 1.18 that whoever holds His Word, His truth, in a place of unrighteousness, that means out of context, it means they're not preaching Jesus, they're not preaching the message of the cross, they're not preaching the avenue by true faith and grace, that His wrath is against them. That means He's opposing them. Even those that have a, an appearance, an outward appearance, but all they have is a form, and we recognize that. They don't know that. We recognize that because we walk in truth. Our faith is in the only thing God has given us that gives us eyes to see those who He's opposing. We're not better than anyone. We're not greater than anyone. But some in the church have eyes to see. That comes only through faith in the blood. The revelation of the Bible is the revelation of Jesus. And Jesus said when the Spirit of God comes, the Spirit of truth, the Comforter, that He will reveal the truth to you. Think about that. He will reveal the truth to you. That means He's going to reveal Jesus in the Scriptures. That is called growing in the knowledge from the Word of God, as it is in truth, and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's His knowledge, the knowledge of Jesus, the, the, the knowledge of His grace, what God did in Him. That's what God's grace is. God at work doing something and God was in Christ reconciling sinners to Himself, not imputing their trespasses against them. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. Praise be to God for what God did through Christ to create the world. What God did through Christ to redeem the world. What God will do through Christ to judge the world. Hallelujah. It's always through Christ. And all that we're done taking place through our lives, any fruit of the Holy Spirit will be fruits of righteousness that have the appearance of Jesus Christ. And that, my friend, can only happen as we keep our faith in what Christ did for us at Calvary. So let's dig in today. Back up just a second in verse 8 of Romans chapter 1. And we'll see uh, Paul thanking God through Jesus Christ. Notice that phrase, through Jesus Christ. We can only worship God through Jesus Christ. Remember what I just said. God created the world through Christ. John chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 and verse 14. And, and, and listen, God, is go, God redeemed the world through Christ. God will judge the world through Christ. Whatever mankind does toward God, worship, pray, even thank God, it's only biblically legitimate if it's through Christ. If it's not through Christ, and that means faith in the sacrifice. It, what else could it mean? 
It, it, not just saying the name. Hollywood uses the name of Jesus. Just because I'm a Christian and I use the name of Jesus, if it's not in its righteous context, my judgment is wrong. Jesus even taught that uh, in John 7, 24, that we are to judge righteous judgment. And you need to understand something, child of God, that God is basing what He's going to, how He's going to function in your life, through your life, through your ministry, based on the judgments you make of His Word and how it pertains to righteousness. Because outside of that, it's wrong judgment. For me to go and tell a homosexual that they're going to hell and to walk away, tell them they're going to hell because they're a homosexual and walk away, that's not righteous judgment. Righteous judgment is to tell them that God loves them. It's a sinful lifestyle that they're in, but God gave His Son, Jesus Christ, that they might be saved and delivered from that because it is an abomination to God. And those things are found in His Word, God's Word of righteousness. Not my thoughts, my attitudes, my feelings, and my opinions. God's Word are all His words, and He says in Proverbs 8 and 8, we can't get away from it, are spoken in righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a revelation for the church to step into that the whole Bible is only found in righteousness. That means as it's pertaining to Christ. So let me say it again right here in verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. And again, let me say it. If I'm not giving tithes and offerings through Christ, faith in His sacrifice, worshiping, that is what makes our worship in spirit and in Truth. Hallelujah. I can't even thank God. And God legitimately Him accepted if it not be through Jesus Christ. Everything God has done has been through Christ. Everything that man does that it's going to give glory to God and bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of righteousness and holiness must be done through Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, I can do all things through Christ, faith in the cross, the sacrifice, who strengthens me. If I move my faith from the object of the sacrifice, then I find myself like Peter jumping up, going back under the law keepers that couldn't keep the law, bound under the law, joining the ranks of them again, and, and, and being rebuked by those who are under grace, like Paul did Peter. Think about this today. Through Jesus Christ. Only through... That's why Jesus taught in John 15, verse 5, I believe it is, that you can do nothing without me. Nothing. God did nothing towards humanity that's not through His Son, Jesus Christ. Man cannot do anything unless it's through Jesus Christ. And know this, that all that God has ever done for, with, through, in, by man, dealing with man, is only, God has only done it through the foundation that He laid. The Lamb was slain from the foundation. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God slain from before the foundation of the world. Therefore, God dealt with men all through eternity up to this day, all these thousands of years, rather, not eternity, but these thousands of years, God has dealt with man from his stance and viewpoint of the lamb slain. When Adam and Eve sinned, God rushed into the Garden of Eden and preached to them a prophetic message of what would happen in years later 
the coming of his son, the seed of the woman will crush your head, devil, and you'll bruise his heel. That's what happened at Calvary. And then God killed a couple of animals, more than likely lamb, and clothed them with the skins of animals, prophetically showing that all who had their faith in this promise God gave them of a Redeemer would be clothed not in animal skins, but today our faith is in the seed of the woman, the Christ, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came and laid His life down, gave His life for us to be forgiven of our sins. And because our faith is in Him, we've been robed in robes of righteousness. Think about that. And everything God has spoken through the prophets, the the law, the Psalms, Jesus said, it's concerning me. The scriptures are about me. That's what he said. Everything God has ever spoken has been from the viewpoint of the slain lamb. The song in heaven today that John stuck his head into heaven and saw is not worthy as the the, the man that walked on water and healed the thousands or or, or did all these things. Not even the the man that was buried and raised on the third day. The, The song in heaven is worthy is the lamb who was slain that we might be redeemed from our sins. That is the song in heaven. It needs to be, it proves that it should be the object of our faith. And when it is, we find that life of Christ flowing in and through us by His Spirit. Everything else is just man, just make-believe, just pretending, using scriptures out of context, not seeing them by the leading of the Spirit who only reveals Jesus. He only reveals Jesus. So when Paul says here first, I want to thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. And the reason he's thanking God through Jesus Christ for their faith is because their faith is a biblical faith. It's the faith of the Son of God who loved them and gave himself for them. It's not faith they've generated by the words they speak now. Listen, that's works mentality. All the new things that men have come along and through pride, they call it the wisdom that God has given them, but it's not. It's pride. For me to move my faith from the cross of Jesus Christ to anything I do, even the good things, even even the good things that I'm supposed to be believing God for and walking in, I cannot move my faith to those things when I do then I'm no longer holding God's Word in its righteous context. And all that I do, I'm not doing through Christ. The Holy Spirit will only lead me in the paths of righteousness, (coughs) in the place where my fruits can be the fruits of His righteousness. That's the only way that He's going to operate. All God's works are done in truth. Psalms 33, 4. Never forget that. Never forget that scripture. For the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. God doesn't work outside of truth. You may say, I don't believe that. Well, then you're not a Bible believer. Not all of it anyway because that's Psalms 33, 4. And if you know who and what the truth is, Jesus and what he did at Calvary, because it took both to liberate you, not just the man Jesus, but what he would do as the Lamb of God at Calvary to take away our sin and give us freedom. Our born-again experience reveals so much, for it reveals how we live for God 
through faith in what he did at Calvary. How we see clearly through faith in Calvary. And these Romans, their faith was being spoken of throughout the whole world. And that, that my friends, is amazing. And, and the only way that our faith can speak if it's faith that we've received because our faith is in the blood of Jesus. See, it's the blood of Jesus that speaks in these last days. Think about that. Let's talk about that for a minute since we that came to the scene. If Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 says, In time past, in various ways and diverse manners, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He's spoken to us by His Son. What does that actually mean and how do we... How do we even know it's God speaking to us? Watch this. Let, let's, I'm going to put my pencil right here so I can make sure I get back to where I need to be. We turn over to Hebrews, and I believe it's 12 and 24. Listen very carefully. And to Jesus, this is Hebrews 12 and 24, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, if Jesus is not involved, if Jesus is not being revealed, we're not understanding the new covenant. That's why Jesus said, I've got to go away, that I send the Spirit so that through Him, He can reveal me to you. He can reveal the truth of who I am to you. He will give you what is mine. That speaks of the benefits of Calvary. Now listen very carefully. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. He's speaking here of the blood that purifies, the blood that washed our sins away, the sacrifice of Christ, the blood of Christ speaks better things than that of Abel. Abel's blood cried out to God in vengeance. In, 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 in vengeance. Abel, Abel's blood cried out to God. The blood of Jesus cries out and reaches so that he can save and mediate the new covenant that Jesus said is only in his blood. The new covenant is in his blood. And the way he speaks to us today in these last days is through his blood that he was shed, through our faith in the sacrifice of Christ. The Holy Spirit saves us and, and places us, baptizes us into the body of Christ by baptizing us into the death where in his death we're united with him. Therefore, being planted together in the likeness of his death, if that's where our faith remains, we can walk in newness of life and experience the victorious power of Jesus, hallelujah, in our lives today. That is powerful. He's speaking to us in these last days by His Son, Jesus. And it's the blood, it's the gospel that speaks. And some people say, well, no preacher, no brother Curtis. It's the Word of God. It's the truth that speaks. Yes, but listen to me carefully. All God's words that He's ever spoken, we've covered it. Proverbs 8 and 8, write it down. Go look at it yourself. All the words he speaks are in righteousness. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. And the gospel is the truth. The proof of that is Proverbs 12 and 17. He that speaks truth shows forth the righteousness of God. But a false witness deceit. 
A false way may appear right, but it's deceitful. When someone tells you, yes, the cross is good, it's right, but, watch the but, here comes the deceit. The buts bring the deceitfulness into our lives. The deceitfulness of riches, the deceitfulness of self-works, and, and which always produces a self-righteousness. Because if I think I must work for salvation or even sanctification, then I, then I think, even if I won't admit it with my lips, I think in my mind that I'm working to obtain a righteous status in which alone is found in and through the sacrifice of Christ, which is who He is and what He did at Calvary. Amen. Praise God. That is powerful, my friends. That is powerful. Truth is the gospel. The gospel is the truth. For the truth reveals the gospel, and only in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. Those scriptures I gave to you, if you didn't write them down, you missed them, go back and watch this session again at my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchins. 316. It's vital that you know these things. Well, I don't even know who you are. It's not important who I am. I'm sharing what's written in the Word of God. And can I remind you today that those in the days of Jesus that would let go of tradition and let go of opinion are those who valued the Word of God over people, over relatives, over the Pharisees, over the Sadducees that had pushed the Word of God out with their traditions like most of the church has done today. Pushed the Word of God out and their entire interpreting the Word of God based on their friendships, their emotions, their feelings. They're not seeing the Word of God in the light of the one who said, I am the light that came from heaven. They're not allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal to them the Word of God. I have watched men and women through the years reject even things such as the baptism with the Holy Spirit when the Lord began to deal with them personally, showing them what was written in the book of Acts. And what they did, they, I remember one lady specifically came to me and I said, it's in the Word, I believe it. And it's on this side of Calvary and the resurrection. I believe it's for us. You can't prove it's not in the Word. All they can do is give an opinion. And I watched that woman go and ask another preacher who, of course, doesn't believe that because his daddy and his granddaddy and his great-granddaddy and the denomination in which he is a hireling in doesn't believe it. And so she went with him. And I watched her life fall apart through years and years and years. And she never has walked in a place of ministry that 20 years ago she longed to walk in. And it's not that she never could live for God because she didn't receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. But let, let me tell you something, my friends. When the Lord is dealing with you and, and showing you things in the Word and you take man's opinion over what God has said, you, your life is in trouble. Your life is in trouble when you're rejecting what the Holy Spirit is showing you just because another man will not receive it. I'll, I'll never forget being in that church and it was in the mid-90s and 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 we in the in one Wednesday night the preacher was reading and and he and he in 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 the, in the book of First uh, Corinthians where the gifts are spoken of and he just skipped over the word tongues didn't say it and I I didn't really think anything about it because I didn't know I'd never been really in a spirit filled church I'd never heard anyone speak in tongues I'd I'd never heard any of that never been around it in all my thirty something years of living. But I did notice he skipped it. And then it, it came up again in a couple of verses later and he skipped it again. And I thought, you know, just with a naive heart, I wasn't angry but I, because I surely thought this guy's a preacher. He knows what he's doing. 
but come to find out that he just doesn't believe in what the book of Acts teaches, that it's for today, like that day the early church is not a part of this day. And, the, and all the reasoning they give is only opinion. It's only thought. They cannot give a word for that. That means that they're rejecting the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts our hearts